Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of State of the Art. And if you've been following along with us this month, you know that uh, we're talking to artists all over the spectrum under sort of this giant umbrella term, uh, environmental art. And we're trying to kind of examine um, artists from lots of different angles of this world, people from activists to people who just kind of use this as a medium. And uh, we're really excited to introduce you to this next artist joining us all the way from Finland, uh, Antti Leitinen. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Is that correct? Well, it's almost Antti Leitinen. It's, yeah, it's almost, yeah. Antti Leitinen. I, I, would, yeah. I would try to milk the accent, but I don't want to embarrass myself either. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, it was very good. <laughs> so, uh, so thanks for joining us today, Auntie. First of all, how you doing? Oh, it's very good. Yeah, we have an evening, and I guess you have a morning there. So it's like exactly opposite yeah. ends of the world. Crazy how technology works today. Um, so, so I wanted to kind of introduce our listeners a little bit to to your work, and you know, one of the fun things about having an art podcast is that you know, we have to try to create a visual in an audio medium, but, um, but you've done a lot of pieces that incorporate landscapes and natural elements, sort of, uh, including the construction of your own Island out of sandbags. Um, you've made a, a small boat that you've, uh, fabricated from found forest floor bark, uh, managed to try to sail that across the Baltic sea, um, projects where you sort of remove sections of the forest floor and rebuild it. Uh, and then regather it into sort of a Mondrian almost uh, palette. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I'm just kind of curious from your own perspective, do you consider yourself an environmental artist? How do you think about um, the environment that you're bringing into your work? Yeah, I, I think many times the people are yeah, putting me that um, this locker that's environmental art. I, I never think about it myself. What I am really, I, I'm just thinking. I'm just doing uh, doing things what I'm interesting in, and it's like quite often they are happening in the nature and kind of. I I think it's quite often they also like uh, kind of relation with like humans and nature and like that. So it's like, yeah, I have accept that um, I'm an environmental artist. <laughs> It wasn't like it's never. It wasn't really like never my my goal to be environmental artist. But yeah, it seems that that's where I am at the moment. And why do you think? So it's interesting. I mean, obviously, a lot of the environmental artists that we talk to are sort of on the opposite side of the spectrum, right? They very much they they identify as an environmental artist. It's something they're actively trying to achieve. For you, it does seem like it's almost. Um, it's it's almost that that's just your canvas that's your palette why do you think that uh these things have entered your artwork i um i think it's kind of i'm coming from the countryside and i always been like uh, quite close to nature and um so it's it was quite easy for me to go kind of making something with the nature and I think when I was kind of the graduating from the art school, I didn't have a studio at that time. So I thought it's like, uh, it was kind of quite natural for me that I went to the nature and started to make art. It was kind of the big studio for me. It was kind of, there's a lot of materials and a lot of space. And so it's like, I just started to play and doing things. Yeah. 
What is, I'm curious, I mean, I've never been to Finland myself, but can you kind of um, give us a little bit of a, an insight or a visual into what the Finnish countryside is, what's there to play with as an artist? I think it's like we have a, like a lot of if you if you fly to Finland and you are from the plane you are checking uh, checking out you can only see forest. <laughs> there's like few cities and then it's like a lot of lakes and uh, and then it's like it's mostly forest. And that's where I'm I am yeah I'm coming from the countryside I I used to live in the cities some years and I was living in, the, in Helsinki, which is the capital. I was living there 10 years, but then I thought that that maybe I don't want to spend like rest of my life in the like small room. Yeah. And that I, I need space and I need the kind of the nature around me. So it's, then I moved, moved to the, um, the countryside, but I didn't, I didn't want to go like too far away. I wanted Kind of because I have like a lot of things that I have to go to Helsinki and I'm traveling a lot, so I have to go to the airport often and so it's like but now I'm it's not it's not far away, it's like one hour from the Helsinki. But when you're leaving from Helsinki it's only twenty minutes and then the forest is starting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so what is it just the space? Is it the natural beauty? What kind of brings you out into the country? I think it's kind of maybe probably I just need some space around me and kind of there's less people and if i want to meet people then i go to the cities and when i'm traveling i meet a lot of people but i kind of if there's a lot of uh, too much people around me it's kind of i'm not kind of can't be too relaxed so yeah. it's kind of maybe the space is one and i i like to be in the forest i like walk in the forest and like the big kind of big uh, mushrooms i like the big berries and like that and so it was kind of too easy to start to make also art there and yeah it also seems like you know just just going back through your portfolio over the years um there was there was a time when uh bodies of water and water was was a fascination for you can you talk a little bit about some of the works you've done there at the moment i'm living there there is no sea or anything but there's some lakes but in in it's mostly in the forest, but before I, I was um, where I'm grown up, that was like there was a sea by and kind of there's a lot of water around me, and I think it's probably coming from there. So it's like quite easy for me to starting to do to work with the water, and I I remember like what is like 2007. I got the idea that I. I never live in uh, outside of Finland, so I moved to Berlin, and and then it was like maybe first or second week I was there. I <clears throat> I try to <clears throat> take the bath. <clears throat> we don't take the bath in in Finland because we go to always sauna, <clears throat> and I'm quite quite tall person, so it's like I try to fit in in this bath, and but my my knees came above the water line, and it looks like a Kind of small island me. <laughs> so it's like, I started to think that that kind of what what is island how small the island can be and then I then I got the idea that, okay I, I want to make the island my own island and it kind of but I was in Berlin and it was winter time so then I was waiting that this kind of the summer is coming 
And when the summer came, then I moved to my parents' summer house, and then I started to the whole. I was spending the whole summer and now kind of building island. I was putting the sand in the sacks, and then I dragged them in the sea, same spot as long the the island was rising there. And I yeah, I don't know is that the, the question, but yeah, that was one of the first works in the, in the sea, and I think then I was continued to. The next year, I thought that okay, the I could make them a kind of another island, and uh, and this time kind of the floating kind of paradise kind of island, the sand island with the real palm tree, mm. which I can row and kind of go wherever I want. And it was it was very difficult to find the the palm real palm tree in the very north of Finland. It's very cold. <laughs> But the local botanical garden, they loaned me one. And <laughs> I had a real boundary and I, I made it like a video there. And, and yeah, and later on, I have made this. First, I made a video and then later on, I have made also performances around the Europe and, and different cities. And it, it seems like there's a real like, you know, with this work, um, you know, <laughs> even just the visual of picturing uh you know a tall guy with his knees out of the water as sort of your starting point um it has kind of like this goofy sense of humor to it um you know getting out in a small little little rowboat to get across the baltic sea like there's something implicitly funny about that is that how does that enter into your mind with your work I, I think it's, yeah, it's many, many times it's coming from, it's starting quite small things. And then I kind of, kind of start to think that if something is possible, then it's kind of, if it's possible, it's going to be so absurd or something. And it's kind of, it's going to be funny. And I think it's like this kind of absurd humor has been like, yeah, it's been in my, many of my works. And uh, like always, even I start to make something very seriously, it's kind of in some point, there's a, some part that is kind of the humor is coming, coming there. I, I don't know why when I was trying Probably it's kind of when I was a young, I was watching a lot of Monte Python and probably it's changing my, <laughs> my thinking this kind of is that uh I, I'm curious, and this is just my own ignorance to Finnish culture, but is that uh is that absurdity, that kind of like goofy sense of humor, is that something um that's common in Finnish culture, or is that something that's unique to you? Do you think? I don't know. Is it how Finnish is that? I like what I have. I guess uh, I have watched like a lot of these uh, British uh, sitcoms and like this, but uh, maybe it's a little bit. I guess. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure about it. <laughs> the the one thing I always associate with Finnish humor is like the the black metal, which I think like even though it's like dark music, it also always for some reason has a sense of humor to me. I think they're like you know they kind of know that it's over the top, so that's why I kind of associate Finnish with the uh, kind of absurd sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot a lot of this. Uh, yeah, this black uh, metal. Uh, I guess they can't be serious. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I know. So I know some of them. They are my friends, but it's like I'm not. I'm not sure. 
<laughs> but I it, like more you write, try to be serious, like I, I think it's like more funny this, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah. probably yeah, they can't be like totally serious. <laughs> <laughs> the humor has to creep in a little bit. But um, yeah. so what are the, you know, I really I really like this. You know, I mean, one of the things that we talked to you about on a previous call was, um. You know, the way that we found you was we were looking for environmental artists um, and and just finding articles around the Internet of people who were doing interesting things. And one of the things that we found uh, that you had done was this armor piece where you're wrapping uh, trees in suits of armor. And, you know, it at first kind of seems so obvious that, you know, it's a statement about protecting trees. And then as we talk to you more about it, you're like, yeah, kind of. But it's also just about this, uh, you know, the silliness of of the aesthetic. Um, can you talk a little bit about that piece and sort of how that came around? Uh, I think the, the trees they they look like uh, like warriors. They have like many arms, and they are like how they the the, the tree this um, uh, the branches how they are bending. It's kind of that they are kind of ready to hit or something and. I don't know. I guess it started from there somehow. That I was like, yeah, but why not? I could try that. That kind of the, to putting the re, kind of the metal armor on the tree that I could, I could try to do it. It's quite many of my works like kind of attempts to do something and kind of I got the idea and then I try. It's like, is it is it gonna work or not? And yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I guess the idea came from there. It's kind of, it's not, yeah, it's, of course you can, the people are kind of the thinking, yeah, how how they see the world is kind of different, but, uh, and I don't want to kind of explain too much. It's kind of, I, I normally tell the starting points, how it started, and I, I think that's game, and I think it was kind of quite cool to look like the the night tree or something. Yeah. And they do. I mean, it looks almost like a Salvador, a Salvador Dali version of, uh, you know, how you would imagine a, a knight on the battlefield, but with these crazy long extremities and glistening armor. That's, that's one of my favorite pieces. Yeah. And I think my second, my second tree, what I was building, I, the armor was like actually it was in France and it was uh, next to the it was next to the one the old castle, but it was like it was good good environment for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the shadow of a castle, that's pretty cool. Protecting the, this castle and right sentinels yeah. on guard. And, yeah, and then some pieces, you know, like I think. Um, Anybody that goes through your portfolio, I mean, one of the things that kind of stops you in your tracks is uh, Forest Square, where you kind of deconstructed and reconstructed um, this swath of forest. Can you explain that one a little bit for our listeners? Yeah, I had a, I had an idea that if I take the kind of part of forest and kind of to, to felling the trees, take all the trees and take all the all the material what is in the, this uh, this area and this was like 10 meters by 10 meters and then i took the, all, all the trees and all all the moss and all, everything i found there and and then i thought that if i separate these all materials 
kind of pieces and then I try to, to build it back and making kind of the color combos or something. I didn't know is it possible or not, but I thought it's like it might look cool that um, if I kind of to, to build it this forest back and it was the same size 10 meters by 10 meters when I was building back. First I was separating them like uh, half a year. So it, it's not it's not very easy kind of to separate if I wanted to take the other needles from the branches and like that. Because there there wasn't any tools. I, I think people haven't done that before that kind of there isn't kind of tools for the taking the needles <laughs> from the branches. So I have to kind of the to find out how to do it. First I was doing it bit by hand, but then I thought that okay, this take like ten years. And then I started to use kind of the vacuum leader and kind of it, it was kind of helping me a lot a little bit then. And then I found some tools and then I it took like yeah six months and then I started to build it back. And first it's I was thinking it was like that it's not really working because it's everything so brown. Mm. It's gonna be just brown, but but yeah, finally it yeah, there was a lot of ga- colors and like that. So it's like then I was building building in the in the one very huge studio, and then I took the photo of that, and I was showing the photo of the forest, and then the forest where I was taking the the, the, the trees and the, this uh, soil away, and then I was after that when I was building again. Because it was so so big, this all the materials. It's kind of I couldn't show that in the right in this gallery. I, I was making that in the the Venice Biennale, where I was present in Finland in like thirteen. But I still have all these materials. Like I have a lot of boxes in the <laughs> in the <laughs> a lot of forest is kind of preserved. So it's maybe someday I'm gonna build it back. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> will it keep its color or will it be even browner the next time you build it? It's going to be very brown. <laughs> because all the needles, you know, that now the, when I was uh, when I was building back, I, I was keeping them in the outside when uh, it was a winter time. So it was like they were frozen. Right. But when I was, and then when I took the studio, I was giving that the water. So it's kind of giving it fresh and Everything was like the needles was kind of green and like that. So it's like, but now they, everything is brown. Yeah. <laughs> Could be an interesting kind of twist on the piece, right? Yeah. But I have a photo and there's like all the, the colors are right and like that. So I can show it with, with the photo maybe later. Yeah. And that that's something that I kind of wanted to, to talk to you about too, is that um, you're, so, you know, at this point you're doing, um, a whole bunch of stuff from different installations to more conceptual work. Um, but, but you really started your journey as a photographer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah. First I was, and actually when I went to the, this photographic school, I, I thought that, that I'm, I'm going to be a like photojournalist or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. I'm going to be an artist or anything. So it's like, I went to this photo school and then I, during the school, I realized that, okay, it's much more fun to doing these own things. This, And uh, then I, during the school, I started to make my own project more and, and 
and also like that time I started to make the videos and then I try to make some performances and then I have kind of to continue to do maybe kind of sculpture things and like that but this kind of I think I started yeah photography and then kind of this um, conceptual things but I think that's the one reason because I don't have any skills so it's kind of <laughs> I, I can't draw or paint or anything like that so it's kind of maybe that's why I was choosing the photography I just take the photos and then I was making performances and everything I'm doing kind of it's kind of you don't need I, I don't have like drawing skills or kind of painting or something I can just do what I can yeah it's easy to make the conceptual things more than well that's a, that's always a good question though right like for the artist where where is the art for you you know for some people it's in the technique and it's in the tradition of painting but uh but for you what what part is the art is it kind of the entire process of conceptualizing or is it the photographs and videos at the end what what for you is the creative part of it i i guess it's everything it's kind of probably it's the idea behind that because when i'm working i i start to kind of um it takes like the most of the time takes like getting the idea so I, I might think some project like sometimes takes years and sometimes a little bit less, sometimes weeks about something, but mostly it takes like months or yeah. And I, I think the longest time is like some years, but kind of to getting getting some idea that okay this might work and then it kind of have to think about it how it might work better and kind of and then I. When I'm ready for that, then I start to really do that. And that might be very fast to do it, but kind of the, the thinking process is uh, taking more time. So I don't know, it's like, uh, and when I'm kind of making my project is, normally I'm acting something for the camera, it's the video, photograph, and then I saw this for the audience. And sometimes I realize that it's, it might also working as a performance, and then I can kind of making you know, live performance later. And do you think much about the audience during that part? Like, what's the, how do you how do you think about audience with respect to your work? Of course, I'm making this works for. If I'm taking the photos, it's for the audience and like that kind of the, but. Uh, I think mostly I'm doing the works what I'm most what is interesting myself, and so I guess not so much. And performances I don't um, like live even the live performances I don't think about it so much. Audience and I know that many times the performance artists they want to feel the audience and like that, but I don't. I just hate to. I don't like to perform at all. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think that it's not a good uh, kind of reason to not to do performances if you don't like it. You don't like to, you don't like to kind of like your work. <laughs> if you're doing people when the people are working, but they don't always like that. Yeah, so it's like that if the work is working better, like performance, then I can kind of to make it. And sometimes I just 
try to forget the audience. I'm just, and when I make the performance, I'm just the kind of the person who is kind of the acting something or making kind of rowing or doing something, and then the audience is just watching it, kind yeah. of with it. So it's kind of the same that. What do you think are the unique challenges of working with these natural elements of your work? I, I think that uh, the the nature it's kind of it's uh, changing all the time. You can kind of uh, really control it. That uh, so it's kind of it's uh, you never know what happens, and you just have to kind of go with that and uh, try to try to. That is, yeah, it's, it's, it's very difficult to co- control the nature. So it's kind of, uh, you have to follow it and uh, you have to play it with, with the nature. And, and I kind of like it, it's kind of challenging to do that. It's kind of, you never know what happens. You, you might succeed or you, it's possible that it's not, uh, you don't succeed. And, and sometimes the kind of uh, result is something different that you, but it's kind of yeah it's kind of way of working that uh, i like because you never know what happens is there uh any famous pieces or famous to you that uh that just didn't work something that you had a really good idea that nature just said nope this isn't gonna work i i think it's quite quite many of my work is kind of it's happened that it's kind of nature is it's in the end it's gonna destroy it like this my when i was building this my island i was like i was making this work like whole summer and like half of the summer i was building it and the rest of the summer i was kind of to repair it every time the nature is kind of destroyed because the, every time the biggest storm came it's kind of to destroy it and then I build it back and then it's destroyed again and then I was building and this was continued quite a long time and then when the water temperature was like uh, six degrees and I I couldn't be there only like uh, half a minute a time so I have so I thought that okay maybe this is the end of this project so it's kind of yeah and and almost everything is kind of what I'm doing in the nature is kind of, it's kind of, yeah, the nature is destroying in the end. <laughs> and like this island, it's kind of, it's like a light that first you like uh, struggling a lot and then you die. <laughs> if there's not a better description of nature, I, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> I like that. Um, I, I, so I, I'm curious to talk a little bit about, uh, about, a new project that you're working on uh, called Fall and Rise. Um, and uh, we got kind of a sneak peek at it. Um, really, it, it, I, I thought it was a really, really cool piece. I really like it. But I'll let you describe it to the listeners. Yeah, you, I got the idea from this um, this children toy. This Is it pu- push puppet or how do you call it? In, uh, yeah, in I... Or what is the name of the... I've always called them uh, jumping jacks, where you kind of push the button and it falls all apart. Then it's collapsing and then it's coming back. Right, and then as soon as you let the button out, it kind of snaps back into place. Yeah. And like uh, recent years, I'm working a lot of trees, so it's like... And this toy has like... I have think about it, this toy, like like many years, and 
then I then I started to think that would be kind of cool to making that like to making this kind of toy like a to using that technique for the real size three. <laughs> and then then I was planning quite a long time before I kind of find out how could I do it. And uh, then I then I then I took the tree and I was putting in the pieces and putting the cable in and I had the, I bought the winds and the, the generator. I got the electricity in the forest and then I have now and finally I got it uh, this video that there's like three, but this burst is collapsing and then it's kind of slowly coming back in the and then it's collapsing again and it's kind of continue. How how big is the tree? It's a, it's around ten meters high. Okay. Um and how, how so how long did you say this took you to sort of deconstruct and reconstruct? It's uh I think it's the most of the time took the about the idea and how I was like the planning how to do it. But when I when I started to do it, that didn't took like a long time and it kind of uh, because uh, I was just felling the tree and I was putting in the pieces and then I was uh, like building the making the holes hole in inside the tree and putting the cable there and uh, and then the winds was kind of then could take it up and yeah so it's uh, not a week or something yeah it's quite often in my works that when I start to work then I then I work quite quickly. But before I'm kind of the planning, it takes like a long time. And uh, are you planning to show this somewhere? In two weeks, uh, I'm I'm showing it the first time. In the, um, we we have an exhibition here in, in Finland, actually the Forest Museum, and there's mm-hmm. a, like few artists there, and we are showing. And and the next month in May, it's in 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 China in Beijing. There is some group so and. In some museum, and I'm showing that also there. And after that, I'm not. I don't. Oh, in Brussels, it will be in uh, in June, and so I start to show it quite a lot now. Yeah, I think it's again just kind of another example of um, the playfulness in your work. I mean, it's this monster tree that you're used to climbing, and uh, I'll say it's a little it's a little shocking even to see it all just kind of come down and fall to pieces, but then reanimate back into what looks like a living normal tree. It's, uh, it was definitely surprising to watch that video. <laughs> yeah. So thanks. It's yeah. I'm happy to hear that it's, it's working. I haven't, you are the one of the first persons who, who have seen that work. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully by the time, people are listening to this it'll uh it'll it'll be in circulation so that we're not ruining anything for you but uh but yeah i mean i i feel lucky to to be one of the early ones to look at it i think it's a really interesting piece um I, so i'm curious you know when when you're working on these concepts um are you have you ever had the experience of other environmental artists who um, push back on these ideas a little bit, and and think you should be taking this stuff more seriously, or do you get um, do you get a lot of support in sort of using uh, using these natural elements as sort of playful components in your work? I th- I think some I don't know what that the more 
sometimes the other artists, but sometimes the audience. I, I think it's sometimes it's some person is difficult that um, if I'm working with trees and for the, if I for the work I have to kind of to fell the tree and kill the tree. So and then they kind of to come to ask that why are you kind of the killing the tree or something, and I think it's quite funny because. Um, it's possible that even in the same show, I'm showing the, some photographs with this mounted photo aluminum, mm. and photos that this aluminum kind of minings, and it's it's much worse. Kind of if I'm kind of the killing one one tree and using that one, mm. and it's kind of the the forest. It doesn't go broken if I go to the forest and felling one tree. Right. Kind of. There's so many trees is growing, growing back. And once I remembered, I was I was doing in in Austria one one performance, and I started to kind of build the tree. I have a chainsaw and everything. I was just to turning it on, and the one old lady came to yell to me, and I I don't speak German. I <laughs> he was yelling a long time, and only I only understood two words, and it it was a Kunstler and idiot. <laughs> Yeah, then I just have to kind of turning on my chainsaw and now spelling the tree and yeah, continue my performance. I think <laughs> it's funny because I think that people who um, really are from the country and really who grew up around the forest uh, have a very different understanding of it than than maybe people who are interested in conservation um but uh don't have that first person experience i mean when you grow up in the forest the idea of felling a single tree is not 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 all that extreme not all that absurd right yeah and that's how i'm like i'm also warming my house kind of the, the burning wood and like that it's it's not the only kind of the heating system but i'm yeah I'm, I had to burn a lot of wood also in the in the window time here, so it's kind of it's quite natural. And when you are burning the, you have to kind of to getting the wood somewhere. Yeah. So I I I'm curious a little bit, and you know I don't want to back you into a corner because I think one of the things that I really respect about your work is, um, you know, you use the environment in your work, but you also uh, make it very clear that you're not, you know you're not necessarily an activist. This isn't your specific message. Um, but as an artist who, uh, who deals with these natural elements and brings nature into his work, what do you think the, the role of the art world is in bringing some attention to, um, to some of these environmental issues that are happening today? Uh, sorry. Do you mean that like what is in common in uh, what's happening in general? Yeah, what do you think the opportunity is for artists to be bringing awareness to uh, these ecological crises that we have? I, I, I think, yeah, I think it's good good thing that's like uh, also artists are kind of to, to t- telling the same, yeah, that environmental issues things and but I, I, I think that for me, it's kind of, it's not uh, like, 
it's some in some of in my, in my works you can you can see it a little bit, but it's kind of it's not the main thing. It's, it's, I, I think it's it's for me it's kind of it's not enough that if I only sit kind of to say that you have to say environment and nature and like that. Right. I think say also the other things and like so. So what what yeah. what are the themes that you want people to bring out of your work? What how what do you want them to feel when they interact with your work? I think there's a like it's kind of ma- many things that um when I when I started to be an artist, uh, I think like there's a lot of kind of physical work and kind of what I was kind of many of my works was telling about or commenting that kind of I have a last wet work and I was like picking some some stones and like that. It's kind of uh, I I think in in Finland there was like this kind of Lutheric work ethic that more more you work the better person you are and mm. I was it's kind of that more you I thought it's kind of that the sweat is kind of the the meter that how much you have worked yeah kind of so I thought it like would be nice to make like the real art piece from using your own sweat so I kind of so then I was making the technique that I could use my own sweat to making the art piece and. Mm. And also, kind of the, the how much kind of the, how you how much you have spent the time to to making the art piece. So I was digging three holes. One I was digging seven minutes. The second one seven hours, and the third one seven days. And every time when the time was up, I took the stone what was in the bottom of the hole, and I was sewing these stones and with the and only with the text that the. the the stone I was taking seven minutes, the stone I was taking seven hours, the stone I was digging seven days. They were similar stones and everything looked the same. But yeah, yeah, but and I I think after that I started to make yeah, there was this water building islands and and I think this um, the island building the island was kind of the maybe I was thinking about the kind of independence and uh, the freedom and like that. I thought that if I build like the, the own land for myself and then I can kind of declare that this is mine <laughs> and the name is coming from that that it's my island and because I was building it more by myself and the kind of it's kind of the more small micronation and and then I was continue that the next island I was the the floating one and and I I think the now the recent work is kind of I have this photo series this um the broken landscape I have kind of the using the I kind kind of came back to this uh, photographic uh, started to make the photographs again and. But taking kind of landscape pictures, but kind of to modify them, kind of taking kind of pieces away. I, I thought it's like would be nice to see that how much I can kind of manipulate them 
kind of taking peace from the landscape, mm. not not using Photoshop, but not doing in 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 the nature. And if I have trees, I just take trees from the tree. I take some parts away, I kind of without it's collapsing. So I first I have to kind of to, to building some like alternatives connections so the tree doesn't collapse when I start to cut it pieces away and. And yeah, something. So it's kind of, it's it's changing a lot of. Of course, it's. I have like some ideas and takes a few years, and then I kind of start to be interested. Yeah. In other things. Well, that's uh, that's the way of the artist, right? It doesn't doesn't stay the same for too long. Yeah, I think like after I uh, after I have to something like some time, then I kind of. I think it's like it's it's gonna start to be too boring for me. So then I start to do something else. And yeah, with I'm curious with the the broken landscapes and uh, again to kind of repeat for our users or our listeners, it is it, it's this really interesting, uh, almost surreal um, photographs where you're looking at what is otherwise a natural landscape but you've actually taken pieces out of whether it's trees or sort of um, the greenery of a tree line. There's, you know, one of them is just this giant circle that exists kind of in a tree line, which is really cool. Um, Are those, do you know exactly what you want to take out when you start it? Or is it really just kind of a process of experimentation? uh, Yes, uh, I think before yeah, I decided what I want to take it away. So I I put the tape around uh, the tr- these bars I want to take away. Gotcha. And then I start to build this extra connection, like, and and after after I have put these a lot of these that I can be sure that now it doesn't collapse. So then I then I take the show and cut them away, and then I hope that it doesn't collapse the whole thing. Yeah. But I have like yeah, it's first the first one I was making for the the photograph, but the the next one was uh, actually it was in the, some park and it was for the exhibition, so people can kind of the, to see them see it in the in the park. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it, it's a really it's a really cool piece, and I would really you know I would urge our listeners to check out your work, look at the website, um, because since you have a background as a photographer, um, even your more installation artwork or the things that are meant to be seen first person um, are still presented really well. And you can really get a good feel for the artwork uh, because you have such a good photographic eye. And obviously a lot of this stuff is captured through photography. So, um, so I would really encourage our listeners to check that out. And uh, where, where can our listeners follow you? How can they kind of follow along to what the, what work you're doing? I think they, yeah, they can, uh, if they go to my website, the website, there's like this uh, new news section. And uh, I, I try to update everything uh, kind of upcoming exhibitions there. But it's like at the moment, most of them are in Europe and China. So, but nothing in the US at the moment. So, <laughs> so if we have some very wealthy listeners who are willing to travel to see your work, then Germany and China is where they'll be. In Europe and China, yeah. <laughs> well, 
Auntie, this has been great. Uh, thank you so much for for joining me um, and especially for making time. I know it's much later there for you than it is for me. Uh, this this has been a great conversation. But before I let you go, one of our traditions is uh, at the end of each episode to ask a couple rapid fire questions that are just getting to know you questions that are not necessarily about your artwork, but just you as a person. So can we do that? Do you Do you have a few minutes remaining? Yeah, I, I can I can be like very rapid because I have to translate everything in my head. So <laughs> we'll, we'll make an exception for you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm fascinated by Finnish culture because it's not something that I know a lot about. But uh, what is something that every one of our listeners should know about where you come from in Finnish culture? What about Finnish culture? I I, I guess it's kind of. Uh, when I was first time first time visiting in uh, in US, I was like, uh, it's uh, it was a little bit, it was quite, um, it was very different for me and a little bit shocked that kind of because we don't have like small dog in Finland at all, <laughs> and and, and I, I think that sometimes I realized that I thought that like people are quite rude there because they were asking something, and when I started to explain. And I, I felt that they they really they really didn't wanted to listen what I'm explaining. <laughs> so if you are coming to Finland and you are asking how are you, so you have to kind of people start to kind of explain how are they and right. it must take some time and kind of and yeah people are they don't talk so much in Finland but if they say something it's kind of they really kind of mean that yeah so, but if yeah. you don't have nothing to say then you can. Just be silent, and it's quite often that people kind of they are with somebody, but they don't talk. It's kind of, and that's okay. Yeah, you don't have to necessarily talk. That is, so, yeah. I realized later, and I have traveled more now, and that was like long time ago, and now I'm okay with. Yeah, <laughs> that is an interesting thing. I've heard that. I've heard that from some other, uh, from some from people from some other cultures that. And it's funny being an American, we don't even think about that. It's not like we're not trying to be rude. It's something that you just, there's just an automatic response. Hey, how are you doing? Fine. Good. Let's move on. It's funny. <laughs> we don't talk about it. Well, I'm sorry you had that experience, but it seems like you've learned and dealt no, with it. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it was quite funny. And yeah, I'm happy about <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, next question: If you weren't an artist, what do you think you'd be doing? I think when I was uh, when I went into this um, photography school, I, I, I thought that I'm gonna be a kind of photojournalist or something. So it might be something like that. Mm. That yeah, to be a photographer and and actually during the school, I was working in the newspaper and so. But I think it's like more fun to making your own projects yeah yeah i think that's every artist gets that bug at some point where they realize you know what i can't do this for someone else i gotta make my own stuff (laughs) and uh being that you're out in the country now you spend a lot of time out in the country you said you lived in helsinki for a while but if you could live in any city in the world what would it be do i have to choose some city (laughs) oh yeah that's the thing it has to be a city I, it could be something warmer than uh, Finland. It's kind of, it's quite hard. This, uh, especially the winter time when it's, it's kind of dark and uh, yeah, 
and gold, so it's uh, something more south, the south. But I I can't say what is the city, but probably maybe not not too big. <laughs> it's, uh, it should be like by the sea. Yeah, maybe a little town on the Mediterranean or something like that. Yeah, or Portugal or something like that. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Well, Auntie, this has been this has been really great, and I think um, I, you know I I really appreciate your perspective on uh, on how you're tying sort of environment into your work, and I think it's really important for our listeners to hear from an artist like you because um, it's very easy to get caught up in sort of the heaviness of some of the work that's happening with environmental art, and uh, not to say that that's not warranted, and there aren't some really big problems, but I think that something that gets lost in the art world sometimes is that um, sometimes art's just for fun. Sometimes it's just because it looks cool. Um, It's because it's something that's just inside someone that they just have to get out and not necessarily tied to some, you know, big, heavy, uh, altruistic message or activism. Um, And, uh, and I think that's something that people should embrace, you know, I mean, art comes from so many different angles and, uh, I really appreciate the perspective you have and uh, what you brought to our show. Yeah, and I think it's like what I'd say. It's, it's probably it's kind of the starting point, and of course there is like many many levels on, about the works. But sometimes it's kind of if something looks cool or something like that might be the starting point. But kind of I think that there's a kind of the many like more levels is coming later on. Yeah, like that. Yeah, and that's, you know, something we talk a lot about is that uh, you have to, even if what you're trying to do is move people to take action in this, like, ecological crisis, there's a huge component of art about meeting people where they are and trying to um, catch people's attention, whoever they might be. And I think your work catches the imagination of atten- and attention of people that... Um, a lot of other other work, I think, you know, yours has that lightness and it has that aesthetic to it that's going to bring people in from a much different angle. So um, I, I, I love it. I appreciate it. You have definitely made fans of us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, Auntie, it's, it's been great. Pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, and I, I hope you enjoy uh, the rest of your day over there in Finland. Yeah, yeah, well, I go to sleep soon. (laughs) As the sun goes down, huh? Yeah, yeah, it will. Great. Well, thank you so much, Auntie. You have a great day. Yeah, thank you. As always, listeners, thank you for tuning in to this episode of State of the Art. And uh, if you like what we're doing here at State of the Art, or if you like this episode, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Five-star reviews are always great. That's the most helpful thing you can do to help us, to help us grow, and to find other awesome listeners that like the same things you do. So thank you so much again, and I hope you tune in next week for another episode of State of the Art.